0: Lena Moxon is an educator, podcaster, business owner, life mentor, proud wife, and mother. She's deeply passionate about women switching on their inner leadership muscles and being highly effective in what they're out to cause in the world. After a divorce, loss of identity, assets, and self-confidence, Lena was given only one choice, growth. In the years following her own personal rock bottom, she's reclaimed her space in the world with the successful businesses she's created and in her own personal life by choosing to disregard societal norms and what's on trend and instead bloom in her own time in her own way. Her message is clear. You can live a fulfilled life the moment you decide to step up as the leader in your own life. And that is exactly what we discuss in this episode. We all have a unique set of strengths when it comes to how we market our business, but sometimes we just don't know what these are. So I've put together a free quiz for you. You can just go to emilyosmond.com forward slash superpower and it's the Instagram personality quiz. So emilyosmond.com forward slash superpower. You'll find a link to take the quiz, answer a few short questions. And once you've completed it, I'm sending you a bundle of specific resources. To help you really leverage your strengths, what to look out for, a specific challenge for you, and your next best post. So, EmilyOsman.com forward slash superpower. Now, let's bring on Lena Moxon to the show. Well, Lena, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to be here, Em. Let's do it.
1: Now, we met
0: only in December.
1: Was it December? We had met virtually, I think midway through last year in the thick of a lockdown. And then yeah, in person, I guess it was just at the end of the year. Our friend
0: Suze Chadwick, what a legend, organized a book retreat. And if you followed me or follow Lena, you've probably seen that we did. Well, actually you were a bit better than the rest of us, Lena. You did some work, but... (laughs) There wasn't a whole lot of book writing. We were just like, I think we just all needed to zen out, connect with others, relax, just, oh, it was such a good such a good few days.
1: Em, I was like the complete opposite energy to all of you guys because (laughs) I was like, you know, weeks out from launching my first virtual program. So I was in a completely different mindset and I was looking across at you ladies and just like watching you just indulge the like just relaxation time. And we had such beautiful weather. And in my mind, I was just like panicking because I was like, I need to make every minute of this like weekend count. So I had a different experience. (laughs)
0: True. (laughs) But it was so, it was so good to meet you there. And, um, I feel like we've chatted only once or twice since like properly, but I just feel like I've known you for so long. It's really special.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, on a retreat, particularly something that's, you know, aligned for, for businesses and entrepreneurs, I think you kind of go deep in those experiences and we're kind of, you know, you're spending hours together having a few glasses of wine, and we get past the niceties. It's not polite chat anymore. It's kind of like more substantial conversation. So I think deep connections can be made in those experiences.
0: I always think about you, and I can't remember who else it is, but what was like, Lina, there's just something about you. You've just got so much to give, so much to share, and that's why I'm excited to chat with you today. I'd love to start back with who you used to be because – Before we hit record, we were discussing a few different things we could talk about and how for you, it's almost been a process of like, I think, rediscovering who you are, remembering who you actually are, redefining that, which is in business. And then also obviously in in life more broadly, but would you like to take us back to what life used to look like for you and who you, you used to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've had a complete transformation in my whole life in the last five years, M. So we'll go back to the beginning of it all, but like to get to the end of it so you can appreciate, I guess, what the start was like, you know, in the last five years, I, I left a marriage, I walked away from businesses, all of our assets were dissolved and I moved to a different state and have started new businesses. I'm now newly married again. So life has literally, you know, done a 360 for me. Growing up, I guess I grew up in a bit of a a dysfunctional household and a dysfunctional family. And I would do everything that I could to be praised and to keep the peace in my household and to be the good girl. And so, you know, I tried really hard at school and I did all the things that you're supposed to do as a good girl. I went to uni and I studied primary education and I did that. I taught as a primary school teacher for 10 years. And, and so much of what I did is still rooted in, you know, who I am at the base of my being and who I am now in terms of I was always lit up when I was connecting with people. I was always lit up when I was able to serve people. But at the same time, I was a young girl who suffered terribly from just a lack of self-worth and confidence. And so I was constantly looking outside of myself for external validation, telling me, you know, that I'm on the right track, that I'm doing the right thing, that I'm worthy, that I'm lovable, that I'm smart, all of that. It never came – my sense of self never came from me. It was about doing well and being praised. And I think – If you are inclined to do well at school, if you are academic, if you you can relate to that, you know, once you kind of get labeled as the girl who studies hard and works hard, you kind of get pushed to be the person that continues to do that. So I always felt like I had to prove myself again and again and again. And I did that for a long time in every context imaginable. Like I could never just go somewhere and enjoy myself. It was always about proving myself. In reflecting in real time, as I'm doing now, I also moved schools four times. Um, And so what that I think, when I reflect on that, what that created was me having to constantly shape shift, take in the environment that I was moving into and work out what do I have to do? What do I have to say? What do I have to look like to fit in? And there was just this internal dialogue of please let them like me. Please let them like me.
0: Did you know I moved high schools? So I went to three different high schools. So I'm really relating to that.
1: Yeah. Because you're like, yeah, it's like, who do I have to be to fit in? Right. And so at home, I had this kind of pressure that I had to do well so that I could be praised, that I could feel loved, that I could, you know, feel worthy and keep the peace at home. But then I was being moved into all these different kind of, you know, Uh, circumstances and different situations that it was really hard to do well I had to start again you know again and again and again but what that did I think in me was just built this level of just resilience I'm able to come into any environment and kind of like I don't know I can scan and I can read people really well and so that served me as I got older I guess working and then Getting into a relationship, I was able to kind of shapeshift, I guess, at the age of 18. And when I started a relationship with my ex-husband, I was only 18 years old. And he was the first man, I guess, that ever really made me feel seen and worthy and loved. And that's what I loved about him. When I look back now, it wasn't a relationship I went into because we had shared values or because I really resonated with him and the life that he wanted. It was just, oh, you like me? You really, really like me? Awesome. So I got swept up into that. And together... Over the 11 years that we were together, we created some pretty epic businesses together in in Sydney and in New Zealand. And I was doing a lot, you know, when when you're in your 20s, you have that energy, you have the time. And so I was working full time as a teacher and then within our own businesses. And um, the focus really was on just building these businesses, being really successful. We immersed ourselves in business development and personal development. And he had a background similar to mine in that we lacked a sense of self-worth. So we were always trying to prove ourselves. We always felt like the underdog and we valued our work ethic. And at some point that took a bit of a nasty turn for us, I think, because it just became exhausting um. like nothing that we did ever felt like enough. And we had you know, such high expectations for ourselves. And even when we would meet those expectations, we would just raise the bar on what we could achieve. And so we spent a good 11 years doing incredible things within our business, but pretty much feeling a bit shitty about ourselves the whole time. I won't say the businesses broke our relationship, but I think the fact that neither of us were focused on all different facets of ourselves, or we didn't see different aspects of who we were, meant that we were just kind of tunnel-visioned on our businesses and everything around us suffered and the cracks started to show. But because we were just doubling down on one element of, you know, how we were defining ourselves and because the businesses were successful, we were defining ourselves by that and just ignoring, repressing, denying that, oh, God, my sense of self is being eroded. I only see myself in the business. I don't know who I am without the business and – yeah.
0: That was what I was wondering because you said through school which I could relate to as well. It's like, okay, who do I need to be to fit in? And then you 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 were in a relationship from the age of 18 and it sounds as though you could kind of shape into being that person in that relationship and the person you needed to be in business that perhaps it was like you you maybe never really got to figure out who you actually were.
1: No, I never I didn't understand. It took me to be 30 years old to understand, "Oh, I get to decide what the values I have for myself, what I get to feel at the base of my being could actually create the life that I'm experiencing. I think I had always had it a little bit twisted and backwards in that I thought that who I was and what I created would be the vehicle for the life that I wanted. What I now realize and the different perspective I take is that I create the life that I want based on who I am. And from that place, I decide what I do, what my work is, how I show up in the world. Rather than thinking that once I achieve a certain thing, then life is going to be good. Then I'll know who I am. Then I'll feel worthy. Then I will love myself. I've really realized that that never actually happens. If you don't know what it means to be fully expressed as yourself, you get kind of lost, you know, the business was successful, but I wasn't the business, you know, and I think sometimes we get that a little bit twisted, you know, our, our ego loves to just kind of, um, entwine itself with, with our business and the work that we do in the world. And that's amazing what we do in the world and the work that we produce and the contribution we make through our work is amazing, but it's not all that we are. Oh my gosh.
0: And I can totally put my hand up and say that I get caught up in that too, because it's such a big part of life as, as a business owner, it's, it's so much, but like you said, it's, it's not everything that we are. And I think it can also be a place of comfort. And I don't know whether it was you, I was chatting about this with or someone else, but it's almost like we can bury ourselves in our business and probably other people in their career and their work almost as a way not to deal with some other stuff happening. And I loved how you spoke about, like, there's one way to look at things in that when we achieve those things, then we can kind of like, we'll finally feel fulfilled or we'll know who we are, or we can then like have what we want versus realizing that you're never going to get there. Like there is never going to happen because our goalposts always change and that it's about actually being who we are through that journey. And that is like where the fulfillment comes. We
1: never arrive anywhere, Em. I think there's just this sense when we don't know better, we feel like one day when I make it, we think we're going to arrive at this place and we don't. And ultimately what I have discovered, because I'm still completely passionate about building businesses. It's not like I just, you know, walked away from that. If you're an entrepreneur, that's kind of you know, that's your spirit. I think we love that. <laughs> yeah. You always come back to that. But what I was able to realize is that behind the busyness of what we do, behind the business, behind all the things that we kind of say we are invested in are our own needs at the end of the day. Everything that we're doing can be kind of deconstructed and we get to a core need underneath that. And all of our needs really are just things that we want to feel. So even if you, you want to be able to purchase a house, for example, that's your grand goal, to be able to buy a house for your family, you want safety and you want security, that's what you're actually after. Even if you want to be able to go on a beautiful holiday, you want to feel a sense of just like, maybe it's luxury, maybe it's relaxation, maybe it's whatever. Sometimes we set these grand goals for ourselves and we deny ourselves the ability to feel those things when we can really choose to feel them in the moment that we are in right now so there was such a long period of my life that I had set these financial goals and targets for the business and I would deny myself the experience of feeling certain things until I got there and I thought that that was like smart strategy and it did motivate me and made me work really hard but it also meant there were years of my life that felt significantly hard and challenging when it didn't really need to and so the difference now I still work really hard but I allow myself to be really tuned in to what my needs are and what I want to feel as I live my life in the here and the now and I give that to myself and it's the the simplest smallest tiniest things that you do that make a difference so I love traveling I love going away to beautiful places, beautiful locations, staying in beautiful hotels. But when I really drill down into what it is I like about those experiences, it's just like the feeling of like luxury. And I can give that to myself now. So it's simple things like I've gone out and bought beautiful bath towels for myself and I buy beautiful hand soap that I use every day, you know, it's these little things and it sounds so silly, but it, what it does for us, it actually creates a life that feels really good for us now. So we feel sustainable happiness, sustainable fulfillment, fulfillment, sorry, in the moment that we are in. So that any goal that we're setting for ourselves within our business, that's cool and that's important and we can create amazing things, but it's not at the detriment of who we are and what we're experiencing in the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does.
0: And I think it it can be a bit to get your head around. And it, it, it's been pretty massive for me as well. Just realizing like I can, it's exactly like you said, I can actually choose to feel like successful and fulfilled like now. I don't have to wait for stuff to happen. And I think then showing up with that kind of energy and that belief and that feeling and that conviction that, well, I have so much already. And like, I already am kind of putting my head in that space that I've achieved those things I want to achieve. Even it's just like a whole different way of of being and operating. And it's just like loving being in the journey of it. And I always see like entrepreneurship and business being kind of like this puzzle in this game. And it's just learning to enjoy that rather than feeling frustrated and like i'm never going to get there because like we've said there is not you're never going to get there you're actually not going to get there it's all about what you're doing right now and and learning to kind of love that challenge and the process of
1: it and i think we're so hard on ourselves sometimes and when we can really just spend some time understanding at the base of my being what is it that i really desire for my life not for my business for me as the human being that I am, what is it that I desire? What do I need? What do I want to feel? And when you can realize that, wow, right now in this moment, I have so much of what I want, you do start to just generate this certain type of energy and people around you feel it. I feel like that's the thing because I, I get it all the time. People will say, like, there's just something about you. And I think, <laughs> I think it's just honestly, Em, I wake up every day in awe of life, I'm so grateful that I get another opportunity, another day to just like be in the world. Honestly, like it sounds so like woo and so cliche, but honestly, it is really fun when you realize that you have everything that you truly want, then life just becomes the game that you're saying. And we go into business and we're like, let's see if I can make some epic shit happen today. And if I do, that's amazing. But if I don't, everything that I desire at the base of my being, I already have. So I just live from a consistent place of gratitude. I
0: would love to chat about how you used to do business or how you, how you kind of fitted yourself into other molds. Cause that was something we chatted about before we hit record as well. Could you step us through what that, what that looked like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that I've realized is I've been in the fitness industry almost 15 years now, a really long time. And that is an industry. I think like a lot of other industries that is dominated by masculine energy. So the systems and the structures and the ways of being in that uh, industry they just weren't conducive to kind of a sense of like flow and allowing yourself to be fully expressed and relating to people deeply. And so a lot of what I was doing in work required me to be a, a slave. I don't like to use that word, but maybe like almost a victim to, to metrics and everything being analyzed and everything being systemized and everything had to happen and operate in a certain way and there wasn't a lot of room to just feel into heart space and ask yourself you know what do I really think my business needs today or you know so a lot of the ways that I would show up in business a lot of the ways that I would relate to staff or to our clients it was just undervalued and underappreciated and I guess a lot of the work that I did was overlooked because there weren't metrics that we were able to kind of measure and see my input in the business. And so that was often sometimes disheartening because I would share Ideas about the way that we could operate in business and the impact that we could make, but because it didn't fall into line with the kind of systems and structures that were already in place, because it was so far removed from the way things had always been, there was no space held for me to kind of explore that and share that and just even try that. That was kind of frustrating. So I felt like I was never fully expressed within that business. My true value was was repressed for sure. And it wasn't until I stepped away from the business that my input, I guess, was fully acknowledged and fully recognized because um, there was a big gaping hole. I was going
0: to say, then there would be this gap that's like, oh, hang on, that's what Lena used to do and
1: feel. And a lot of that had to do with um, community and culture, which is like, I think everybody knows the backbone of any business. But it's not something that we can often measure. So I think as as entrepreneurs, it's really important sometimes to, to just give ourselves credit for all the work that we do that kind of goes a little unmeasured and unnoticed.
0: Did you find it hard to almost trust your convictions or trust yourself because those things or those ideas you had, they were things that weren't necessarily in the spreadsheet, if you know what I mean? I
1: found it hard to trust because the way that things had always been worked. Yeah, and okay. if I just implemented what I was told to do, it worked. And we hit our revenue targets and it worked. But M, it felt like shit. It felt monotonous. I felt like a robot. I didn't go home feeling fulfilled. I was just constantly depleted. Whereas now the work that I do, I'm like buzzing late at night. Like it's I have to you know, have certain practices to wind myself down because everything that I do, just like, I don't know, I magnetize more, you know, Um, so it feels different. So yeah, it just, it worked. And I think that's why I kind of complied. And I think also when you're young in an industry as well, and there are people that have more experience than you or they're just older than you and you're used to being the good girl you've been raised to, to fall into line and to respect authority, you do that. And I think sometimes it takes experience. And it takes, I guess for me, it was like, I saw the impact that I was having on people for me to kind of step into my worth and realize like, no, I actually do know what works for me. And and I'm going to start doing that.
0: Yeah. It takes courage to do that too. The business now I'd love to speak about, you know, you left that other business or things happened with that business and now you've recreated or you've created a whole new
1: business
0: what was that process like doing it that second time
1: over? I cried and cried and cried em (laughs) starting again because I think when you first go into business you're a little bit naive of how much of an uphill battle it is like it's (laughs) it's like vertical it's not even like a slope it's like you know it's um,
0: not a roller coaster it's just a straight line up just
1: (laughs) a slug um and so I I went into it with my eyes wide open and I wasn't thrilled about it to begin with. I kind of felt just, I don't know, I was exhausted. But that's when I realized that I didn't have to just replicate what I had always done. I actually had a beautiful opportunity to just start from scratch and um, just really sit and ask myself if I could create a business that felt like it was just me being fully expressed and it would be something that I would be so excited to just pour myself into every day, what would that look like? So we have built an extremely successful business, but we did it very slowly. I didn't have the pressure or the expectation that I was going to just be able to build a business really quickly because I had the experience behind me. And and to be honest, that's what's happened because I had the experience behind me. And I think, you know, we make faster progress because we've already made a lot of mistakes. So, you know, you know, you still make a lot of mistakes, but you know, some of what not to do. So you can, (laughs) I think... With, with experience, I think maybe your, your speed to act is a little bit faster. So you make faster progress. You don't, um, I guess, think about things for so long. You just know yeah. you, need to, you need to implement. We need to um, keep going. But we asked ourselves, so I, I have my current business with my husband at the moment, and we just constantly stop and check in with ourselves and ask ourselves every time we make a decision for the business, is this something that I'm willing to do for the long game? And that's kind of the the measure that we use for everything. Am I playing the long game? Or am I just doing something now that's going to be a quick return, but ultimately it's going to be very hard for me to manage and it's not going to be something that I'm going to want to continue. So if we can't see ourselves, even though we're hoping, you know, we're not going to be working full time in the business forever. The measure that we use is if I'm going to be here in 10 years, would I still be happy to be doing this for the business to be operating in this way? And if it's not something I can see myself doing, then we don't, we don't do that. That's so powerful.
0: Because I think it's easy to fall into the trap of, oh, well, like, this is what I want in the future, but right now I've kind of got to do this instead. It's like, well, hang on a minute. Do you? Why don't you just go for what you want in the future now?
1: It's all that lifestyle, right? Like we're, we are so present to the fact that we have a young family now. These are the golden years for us right now. And I think it's so tempting to say I'm going to work really hard now because I'm in my 30s, but you're missing life. So we're just always trying to, and it's such a hard thing to achieve. But as I say that I want to call bullshit on myself, it's actually not that hard. It's not that hard to to create and maintain whatever balance is for you. And for us lifestyle and spending time together as a family unit far outweighs our desire to build a really profitable business. And so we've created a life and a lifestyle that allows us to be together as a family 60% of the time and working in our business 40% of the time. And that feels really good for us. So for example, like my husband is home for three hours in the middle of every single day. He could book himself out like easily he could he could work solid he is booked out so we couldn't tell everyone about your amazing husband my husband is a two-time world champion kickboxer, Steve Moxon, just the most beautiful, humble human being. And apart from his experience in kickboxing, that's why he's booked out because he just makes everyone feel amazing when they're in his presence. So he's completely booked out. So if we opened his books, they would they would fill. <laughs> but we've decided for us, for us to be sustainably happy, for us to be constantly engaged and motivated in our life and in our business, we'd rather have time together to have lunch together every day we'd rather have time with our son our little boy is almost three and we think he's so lucky because he gets to see both of his parents every single day we read a study a few months ago I think it was from the UK but I'm sure in Australia it's similar that the average dad spends 36 minutes with his child every day Especially for little ones, they go to bed early. And my heart broke for parents because ultimately we're going and we're working for our family. I understand that. So I'm not judging anybody who's working, you know, from sunrise to sunset because I know everything we do is for our kids and for our family. So I just feel really lucky almost that I had the chance to start again and to make some very clear decisions for myself about what my life needed to be like and feel like f- for it to be sustainable.
0: And I love, Lena, that it's it's coming at business and life as well, questioning everything and questioning, okay, well, why why is this done this way and what way would work for us? And I was going to ask you to give an example. So I love that you already gave one of, well, actually being at home for lunch like, or having those three hours at home every day, that's what works for you. Is there any other examples of perhaps what you've done or things that you used to do that you're like, actually that doesn't work for me.
1: Yeah. So in one of the virtual programs that I launched, I created a virtual handbook, which outlined the specific times that I would be available for the women in my program to have like in-depth discussions with me. So they could message me at any time about anything, but I said, these are the specific days and the specific times that I will be going into the inbox and replying to your messages in detail. In years gone by, my people-pleasing tendencies would have just taken over and I would have thought my ego would have come forward and made me feel so important and think these women need me. They can't survive without me. This is why they've bought into my program. And ultimately, I want everybody to have a really good experience if they've engaged with me or my business, right? So it comes from a good place. But I mean, anybody that has a business, that has you front and center, knows how exhausting and depleting it becomes when at any point in the day, a message can pop up and you have to put that hat on and give the best of yourself. It's exhausting and it can actually create a lot of anxiety sometimes. And so I just in this program said like on a Tuesday and a Friday, These are the days that I will give you all of me for anything that you need outside of the masterclass sessions and everything else. And that's it. And I created those very firm boundaries around myself. I was really upfront about what it was that I was willing to deliver and how I would do that. And you know what? No one tap danced on a boundary. They all respected the boundary. And the actual feedback I got from a lot of the women that I work with was like, it was so powerful to see you claim your time and hold your space for yourself and your family as so valuable that you didn't just let yourself leak out throughout the week. And so that's a massive change for me because I think I used to pride myself, I know I used to pride myself on being a person that was on 24-7. I thought it said something about me that I responded to messages within two minutes. I thought it said something about me that I'd be on holidays, but you could still contact me and I would answer the phone. Like it made me more committed or more powerful or more successful. And now I feel that success for me is defined by very different <laughs> standards, I guess, success for me is, you know, how much of the day have I been at ease within myself and relaxed within myself and just completely present to the moment I'm in. Yeah. So that, that, I guess that's another example.
0: It's so powerful, Lena. Thank you for sharing that. I can totally relate to, and my mum actually, cause she's a kinder teacher, although she's retired now, but I always remember her saying, you know, kids actually really need boundaries, but they, they respond really well to boundaries. And I think that's just us as humans, adults too. And it sounds as though that's what you experienced with your clients. They were like, thank you for them to know, okay, where are the boundaries? And you making that really, really clear. And also you setting that example to them. That is so powerful for them to see, ah, maybe that's something that I can do in my own business or my own life.
1: I think it's strengthened our connection and our conversation as well. Communication is what I'm trying to say because sometimes I feel like when we're working with people within our businesses, they might have a question or they might want our support, but they feel a bit guilty. They don't know if they can reach out. They don't know if we're gonna, you know, push back and reject them so it's really hard for them to know whether they can send the message and I feel like having that clarity around yes you can send me a message but this is when I'm going to reply gave them full permission to just send through anything whenever they needed to without feeling like they were like you know negatively impacting me in some way I feel like it gave them permission to just share knowing that I was taking full responsibility for myself and my energy so there was none of the oh sorry to message you hope this is okay sorry for I'm interrupting you. There's none of that. And it's like, that's empowering for, for both sides. For everyone, right? It just makes it feel like a really genuine connection. And they know that when I am replying to them, that I'm showing up completely invested and present and everything that I'm sharing with them has been well thought out and with the right intention.
0: I've seen you recently as well, kind of blossom, I think with your, with how you show up online. Is that what it's felt like to you? What, what's kind of been
1: going on there yeah um do you know I don't know I think COVID last year saw our business you know pivot uh in a big way and um I guess we all spent a lot of time with ourselves and we all had a great opportunity for self-witnessing and I really respected and appreciated and loved what I was able to witness in myself so having a gym we took everything online And so much of what I did over the last year was to really indulge what I have always known is my strength in helping people master their own self-talk and getting to the source of what's been holding them back. Within gyms, that's the conversation I've been having with people for over a decade. Let's get to the source of what's held you back from being fully expressed, feeling full of self-worth, from just loving yourself unconditionally. What is it? Let's get to it. And so those sorts of conversations throughout COVID with all of our members were really deep and people really needed those conversations they really needed the leadership that I was able to kind of pull from within myself I think sometimes in business we talk about our values and we describe ourselves as being leaders or, you know, community based or whatever it is. And an experience like COVID, I think really put a spotlight on all of us. And we got to see what we were really made of because it's easy to speak your values or it's easy to kind of express your values when times are are good, but it's when we are confronted and challenged and things are kind of, you know, completely uncertain that we get to find out who we really are. And I think having experienced a divorce and losing businesses and recreating a whole new life in the last five years made me an expert on how to deal with uncertainty. So when I saw my beautiful community just struggling as they just felt a complete lack of control over their lives, I could just relate to that so deeply. And so I just gave myself forward to that M and again i allowed myself not to think what's the correct system and structure to approach this and i just thought what does my community need okay i'm going to i'm going to masterclass and i'm going to create all sorts of presentations on All sorts of things. And at the same time, I had been exploring, you know, taking myself and parts of my business online. So in a weird way, I kind of felt like COVID was just this like perfect opportunity because I had a captive audience of people willing to come online with me. And so I set the goal for myself during COVID that I was going to do a masterclass every week for three months. And I did it for three months. Every It was like massive. Um, I made them free for my community and it was just me exploring how do I want to present, what do I want to present, what feels good for me. It wasn't even like what were they resonating with. It was like what sort of topics do I want to talk on. And I just was able to see the impact that that was having, Em, and it was just this almost awakening within myself that the things that I had never shared before, were actually my magic and sometimes you know I had heard years ago when you don't cry when you're telling a story then you can start to tell that story you're ready to tell that story And so many of the presentations that I would do, like in in the last few years gone by, I would literally like start these presentations. So I do a lot of like corporate um, presentations and a lot of it was around mindset work and identity work and just, you know, how to be your best self basically. But I would like get very emotional at the beginning of these presentations because I would say to them, thank you for holding this space and letting me talk because I feel like it makes everything that I've been through in the last few years feel meaningful and feel worthwhile and I would literally like get teary at this is like the way I would start these presentations and say like I've been to hell and back and I'm so glad to share my stories and I'm so glad to be able to share with you how to overcome the traps within your own mind if you feel stuck within yourself at the moment so I had heard when you can't when you don't cry anymore your story is ready to be shared but I actually think The medicine, the true magic in what we have sometimes is sharing what we are going through in the moment that we are going through it. And so I feel like me opening myself up to just sharing everything deeply and just pulling it forward um, was a reflection of seeing just how powerfully I was connecting with people last year in these masterclass sessions when I threw out all the rules about what I should talk about and what I should share And I saw the impact that that was having on people instantly. And I realized, oh, wow, there's all these parts to my story that I didn't even realize were so necessary (laughs) for who I'm about to become. And I just worked with some inquiry questions that really just allowed me to just level up into my own leadership and to really ask myself, if you do believe that everything happens for a reason and nothing is a coincidence, what are you going to do with the life experience you have had so far? And how could you best serve? And when I started to really understand that our capacity and the ability to take what we know and what we have experienced and share that. And to really kind of, I tap into, I call it, well, I don't call it, it's called your Buddha nature, right? We all have that, our ability to just kind of see life through a lens of potential and possibility and and do everything as an act of service for others. It made everything that I experience and everything that I've got to say just rush forward because I was no longer concerned with what that meant about me or how I would be perceived if I shared my story and everything to do with who is the woman that needs to hear this today and how would it impact her to read these words. And so I feel like I just unlocked this kind of, I no longer define myself by what I'm able to achieve in business or what the industry says about me or any of that. It's how am I helping the people in front of me. Yeah, and so I think that's what you're seeing online. I'm just so deeply connected to everyone, but I I guess particularly women that are struggling within themselves and feel a little bit lost within themselves because I know what that's like. And so I just like, I guess, to be a permission slip to women that just want to change everything. Like I remember in one of the presentations I did, I would say like I, I had felt like Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz where she woke up in her life or in that land one day and looked around and said like, how did I get here? what is this? You know, that's what I felt like had happened to me in my life. I woke up one day and looked around and was like, who made these choices for me? How is this my life? When did this happen? And in the presentation, I'd say, so what are you supposed to do? Do you just quit everything, divorce, walk away? You can't do that, can you? And I like to be the permission slip that says, no, actually you can you actually can and it's going to be really hard and it's going to really hurt and it's going to take everything that you've got and it will probably take everything from you but you can do it you can do it we're never too far into the story to just burn the whole damn book don't worry about starting a new chapter or a new page burn the book (laughs) get rid of it yeah
0: and that is so scary when you're in that place and you look at everything that's there that you could yeah you're gonna say no and walk away from like, and how powerful to have you saying you have permission to do this and you can do this. You can get through this. Something Lena that I hear you talking about and something that I've found so powerful is instead of me saying, this is what you should do. Instead it's saying, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm struggling with, or this is what I've been thinking about. This is what I'm now working on and sharing it from that angle and it sounds like and I know that that's that's the way that you do it too and it's so much more interesting and compelling and builds that connection because it shows like our people that we care about so much that like we're in it with them we're not sitting up on the rock telling them like we're better than them or anything it's like hey i'm on this journey Let's like do this together. So yeah, I just, it's it's so powerful to be operating from that space.
1: I love it. I describe it as being like shoulder to shoulder with my community. You know, I'm there with you. And I feel like for most of us in business, in whatever we're doing, sometimes we question ourselves because we will think, who am I to be teaching on this or sharing on this when I'm still struggling? And what I have found to be true and what I really believe is we only need to be 10% in front of the people that we are serving to be really valuable People. and we don't need to be really far ahead of them in our journey or in our success to be able to support them and usually if we're only 10 percent ahead of them then we're far more relatable and accessible yes. right <laughs> so 100 percent, i feel like a hot mess 99 of the time but there's there's one percent i've got kind of a handle on and i'm willing to to openly share but i i i do often say it's not this is what you should do it's like this is what has worked for me or this is what i have have experience and there's a lot of freedom in that because I think especially when we're putting things out online even recording this podcast in years gone by I might have been really nervous about oh god what am I going to say this is going to be evergreen content what is you know (laughs) But for me, there's complete freedom in the fact that I know I'm not my thoughts, right? I question my thoughts like more than anybody I know. And it's, it's so completely freeing to do that because what you realize is when you can create separation between who you are at the base of your being and what you think, it means that you understand that thoughts come and go. The analogy I like to use is often if you look up into the sky and you see clouds, if you can imagine them to be our thoughts that just come and go right thoughts come and go often we hook into the thoughts we associate with a thought that we're having so much that we believe that we are that thought that's who we are but we're the sky (laughs) we're the whole sky and anything that we are thinking anything that we are believing will come and go if we allow it to And so for me, it's been giving myself full permission to know that like anything that I'm thinking today, that's fine and it's probably valid and it's a reflection of who I am and what I've experienced up until this point, but I don't cap myself and I'm completely open to experiencing myself and the world and my business and other people in a new way tomorrow. So anything that I'm saying today on this podcast might be very irrelevant to me this time (laughs) next week. And that's cool. And that's cool. Like you can't hold me to something that I've said today because I don't even hold myself to that. I remain completely open to exploring what I think and what I believe and what I feel. And that gives you a kind of freedom to just share freely and not not judge yourself and not fear the judgment of others.
0: And not put so much pressure on yourself that like, for instance, doing a podcast, oh my gosh, it's got to be like, perfect and I've got to be ready to do the podcast like I'm not ready to do that yet I don't have everything figured out that I'm going to say that's going to be right it's like oh actually like I'm just going to share where I'm at right now and have a conversation and yeah maybe this time next year I'll be like oh that's so funny that I used to think that or do that.
1: And when we can share that, we share our growth. We're actually modeling exactly what we're trying to teach to the women that we're connecting with, right? I was interviewed on a podcast last year and it was a relationship podcast and I was talking about my divorce. And one of the questions I was asked was, have you forgiven yourself? And I instantly replied, oh. There was nothing to forgive. I don't believe I had to forgive anything because everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. It was that instant impulsive reaction and answer that, you know, it's not your truth because you've just said it so quickly without even thinking about it. And as I said it, I kind of thought, yeah, I'm I'm satisfied with that answer for the podcast, but I knew that that wasn't my deep truth. And it's taken me a year to be able to really process what would my honest answer to that question be. And it's taken me on this whole journey, exploring the power of forgiveness and how important that actually is as a daily practice as humans. And I was able to reflect this to my community and it's just opened up this incredible conversation around self-witnessing and allowing ourselves to just inquire deeply into ourselves when we witness ourselves say or do something that's not really authentic, you know? So I think sometimes our our mistakes or our missteps are often setting us up for something greater, you know?
0: I always feel when I'm having like that struggle of trying to figure something out, I'm like, it's okay, like it's it's frustrating and, and painful and I don't like it at the time, but I always know that it's I'm on my way to kind of a bit of a breakthrough or the next level or just more clarity and realization. So, yeah, it's
1: really powerful to kind of just always know that you are allowed to change and evolve and expand and who you are becoming is wonderful and beautiful and powerful. But to also know it's so important to fully honor and be present with who you are in the moment as well. And if we can kind of integrate all aspects of ourselves into the present moment, if we can heal anything that we need to heal from our past, get really excited about our future, but understand it's who we are in the present moment that is making all of that possible, then we can just really begin to just nurture what is at the base of our being and show up fully expressed. And when you do that in life and in your business, everything just starts to kind of just buzz with a different energy.
0: Oh, Lena, I could chat with you all day long. But it's been it's been a little while, so we should probably wrap it up. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that I haven't asked or we haven't discussed that you'd like to?
1: Do you know what I would like to say really quickly? And I know we yeah, want to wrap it up, it. but I think one of the things that I never used to do that I do now that makes a really big difference is um, just think about daily practices to start my day that honor myself. Because I used to get up and just schedule my day in a way that made me completely available to my business. And the question was always, how can I be the most productive, the most available, the most, you know, I get the most out of myself for business. And I think a beautiful question for women to ask themselves is, if I was living my perfect day, how would my day begin? And usually it's like these little tiny simple things that we could integrate into our day that we put off that we think, oh yeah, one day I'll sit with a cup of coffee outside. One day I'll put on some good music as I get ready. One day I'll call my mom and say hello to start the day, you know, um, that we could just be doing straight away. That is just, doesn't radically change your life anyway, but it just affirms your own self-worth and that you matter. And that you are at the center of your universe and actually you get to control what life is like for you. That's the only thing that I would say. I mean, you know, I could talk about that for (laughs) for hours on end, but sometimes it's like the smallest little tweaks that we hold ourselves accountable to. And I think that's the key too. Often as women, we say we're going to, we set the intention to, we understand the power behind it, but we need to hold ourselves accountable to ourselves in the same way that we do our businesses.
0: And it's like you can, you can start making that a reality today and start
1: doing something today, yeah.
0: Oh, Lena, where can everyone go to find you,
1: follow you, connect with you? I would love everyone to get the opportunity to do one of my free masterclasses that I have online at the moment. It's a beautiful masterclass. It's really simple. You'll do it virtually. It won't take you very long. If you go to www.connectwithlena.com, My name is L-E-N-A, Lena.com. You'll get a masterclass that's going to help you to understand how to actually meet your own needs. If bubble baths and pedicures aren't your jam, they're not mine, it does nothing for me. And you know that you need to give yourself a little bit of self-love or me time, but you don't know how the hell to do that. Um, This masterclass is kind of unlayering, getting to the source of what's holding you back, what your actual desires and needs are, and working out how you can start serving yourself today. So I'd love for anybody that's interested to jump over and uh, give that a go or just come find me on Instagram. I share lots of fun stuff over there at Lena underscore Moxon. Ah, oh, Lena, it's been so good to chat with you. Thank you, M. Always a good chat. Appreciate you so much.